0: I'm on the track.
1: Going down I'm boy, eagle to my people all around the town Even when yeah. we in your city You know yeah. how we get When you oh. look into the mind, You can see us open Standing up at Tuma's corner Everybody orange Stepping ah. to step into our stadium You know what we about to do Come and represent your colors But you leaving black We'll be back, back. Once, again. Once again Tell your mama, tell your dad. All be getting to crock home see Just a sight of seeing <laughs> Sends a chill to your bones If you don't believe me Pack your bags we'll meet you at the Georgia Dome <laughs> This is beneficial
2: Te- Welcome to the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine, and it's a big week for college football this weekend. Big weekend for high school football over the past couple of days. Just excited about about the day. This is the first the first judgment day of the season, as as people like to call it, and th- this is going to be fun. But to start off, I want to I want to wish my want to wish my friend and. And good, I want to wish my friend, my brother, a happy birthday. Yesterday was his birthday, my man T Rex. Uh, happy birthday to you, homie. Love you. Um I know, you're at work right now, so, you know, and I know you're listening in, so uh, just wanted to wish you happy birthday on the air. Um, like I said, big week this weekend. This weekend, you know, you got some got some big matchups early in the. There's some big early matchups. But first off, we're gonna jump into the devotional real quick. And um this was actually a pretty good one. Um and this is from Ephesians one, four, and five. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In his book, Baby, we were meant for each other. Scott Simon describes the beauty and, the, and wonder he and his wife felt when they finally traveled to China to meet their newly adopted baby daughter. He writes, We cannot imagine anything more remarkable and marvelous than, than having a stranger put, put into, your, into your arms becomes in minutes your flesh, your blood, your life. As God's adopted children, we are chosen in love. Ours is a purposeful relationship that God began before the creation of the world. The result of this choosing is that we are now holy and blameless before God. We have so much cause for rejoicing just in this verse. But that's not all. Verse five explains our relationship with God, comparing it to adoption or sonship. Just as now in Roman times, the adoption of a son meant that he was fully part of a family of the family or an heir to the of the father. The adoption ceremony involves two steps. Messipiato, a symbolic sale of the child before seven witnesses. The second was a ceremony called the vindicato, from where you would get the word vindicated. In the eyes of the law, all the old allegiances and debts are completely gone, and it is also that the adoptee has become a completely new person. Verse seven lists the, all that we, all that we now have in Christ. As a result of our adoption, redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins, and the riches of god and the riches of God's grace, we are now heirs of Christ and the chosen ones and chosen sons and daughters of God. Such an incredible inheritance is beyond our expectation. John chose us because it pleased him to call us his own. The adoption final we can depend on his love. How to apply the word? Simple. Many people who adopt speak unexpected love they feel for a child who is not their blood relation. In fact, some celebrate the fact that they chose this child and wanted to make him he, him or her a part of their family. This is how God feels about you. You are chosen. You are officially adopted by God. Rejoice in this day, knowing that God loves you. And that's the devotional for today. Now we're gonna jump into some we're gonna jump into some football in a few minutes, but we're gonna take a we're gonna take a take a quick break and we'll be right back. consider the press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and like I said earlier, this is a big weekend for co- for college football. It's a big weekend for high school football as well. Uh, let's jump into some scores and some some scores from the state of Georgia. Um, Thursday night, um, one of one of the lo- some of the local teams actually played against each other. Um, me being from the Chattahoochee Valley area, um, I was very excited about this game. Um, Harris County Callaway harris county uh, coming to the season ranked um uh, ranked in the top ten um as a five a school in um, callaway was um ranked was was a triple a ranked school also um just outside the top ten well they got together like um on thursday night callaway gets a big win thirty three to seventeen over harris county um Callaway High School uh again, you know, myself being from True County um True County, Georgia. Callaway High School. Got to go to the county pride, very proud of those guys. Um Very proud of those guys in red over there. Um You know, we go further on Columbus High School uh five, another 5A school. Played uh, Marion who, Marion County, who is who was a state who is a burgeoning state power in in the lower classifications. Um, as it came up to Connect Stadium uh, Thursday night, Columbus with a with a big win. Columbus is now four and zero with a win over Marion County um, on Thursday night. Some more Thursday night scores: uh, Griffin, uh, state champion. Two years ago, um state quarterfinalist last year. They actually got a win over Hampton last night and, and they started their region play thirty five to seven over Hampton. Uh Johnsboro, a big winner over Eastside, um four to three to fourteen. Northgate of Coweta County, which is not far from me also a fifty six to nothing win over Morrow in Region Play. Northside Warner Robbins, um just a power in the state of Georgia, another power in the state of Georgia. Uh, 36-22 win over Jones County Southwest making a win over Jordan. Um, we go we go to Atlanta the the, the Atlanta area schools. Um, Terrell High School or uh, Southwest Atlanta School uh, played South Atlanta on Thursday night and they won 30 to 27 over South Atlanta. Um, jumping to some Friday scores now and Friday was a big night for everybody. Um Friday was a big night for everybody. Um American Sunk the Rams um beat Albany forty nine to twenty. The Lambert Longhorns got a win over Alpharetta um over Alpharetta last night, seventeen to fourteen. Um and that was a re- that was a um that was a reason matchup. Um Applin County got a win over Beach of Savannah fifty one to six. Commerce a loser to Atkins Academy. Atkins Academy uh winner fourteen fourteen to seven. Um we go down South Georgia, Charleston County oh, Charleston County a big winner over Atkinson County in region play forty seven to nineteen. Love of the winner over Best Academy, thirty eight to six. Other region action, South Georgia. Thomas County Central uh, loses to Bainbridge thirty four to twenty. Um we go back up to to region eight eight six a um in the atlanta area brooklyn a big winner over bekemar um sixty four to six dublin uh from middle georgia was a winner over bleakley county twenty eight to three darlington a winner over bowden eighteen to seven uh let me go further down the further down the line here uh, camden county who who's a five who's a the five-time state champion, um, winner over Wayne County, forty-two to nothing. Before they jump into region play next week, uh, a big game for for Camden County next week, and um, woo, well, all those games for the rest of the season going to be for Camden County um, as they jump into Region One Six eight, play next weekend. Um, Cedar Grove, a big winner over Douglas of Atlanta, forty-eight to seven. Um, Centennial over Chattahoochee 48 to 40. Uh, we're going further down the line. Um, Eagles Landing Christian, a big, big winner over over Whitewater, uh, last night, uh, 38 to nothing. Fayette County, Central Carroll a winner over Fayette County twenty to fourteen. Great Atlanta Christian a, a winner over Hapeville forty three to fifteen. Um it was Harlem over Glasgow County forty one to seven. Uh, North Cobb a winner over Harrison, over Harrison twenty one to fourteen. Coach Queen getting a win there. And uh, also a big shout out to Tyler Queen, his son, uh had elbow surgery uh to clean up some clean up some things and uh hopefully he'll be healthy for the Auburn Tigers this coming this coming up season twenty sixteen. So um big ups to him. Um, jumping to some other scores around the around the Columbus area, uh Brooks own a winner over Hawkinsville, fourteen nothing. Um He's jumping around the state here, the Columbus area. Uh Brook Brookstone again a winner over Hawkinsville fourteen nothing. Her county a winner uh over Cedartown. Cedartown who spawned out Nick Chubb and um as you, and the two kids that I that I mentioned last week. Um as the two recruits of the week. Um recruits of the week uh, uh, actually play for Her County. Uh Chandler Polk and Quay Daniel. Um I'm pretty sure they had some big games, hadn't heard anything else about that game. Um, Flowery Branch, um, 5A school, a winner over Heritage of Conyers, 45 to 14. Um, we go down to South Georgia again. Um, Houston County in the Warner Robins area, a winner over Warner Robins, uh, 34 to 14. Irwin County, a big winner over Clinch County. Um, it was Jackson County over East Hall, 34 to 28, and that, that's actually in the Gainesville, Gainesville area, um, we're jumping to the Atlanta area once again, Northview, John Creek a winner over Northview, 23-21, uh, North Pauling, a winner over Kennesaw Mountain, um, Milton, a winner over Lassiter, 18 to 12, um, Stand in North Georgia. Wander winder Loganville a winner over Wander Barrow twenty seven twenty. 20 a big winner over over uh, over Lovejoy, thirty to nothing. Um back closer to home, Mary persons. Um was a winner over LaGrange High School sixteen thirteen. And North Forsyth and South Forsyth I actually played. let you play last night. South Forsyth for the big win over over North Forsyth, 35 to three. Banks County North Georgia School a winner over North Cobb Christian, 44 to 36. South Columbus a winner over Northeast, um, 45 to 17. Upson Lee a winner over Northside of Columbus, 40 to 17. Um, Greenville who who features a features another recruiter of the week, Renault Griffin. Renault Griffin actually had actually had a ninety yard uh return kickoff return for a touchdown in that win over Pacelli at Pacelli last night. So Renault Griffin uh, again another another one of those great players that we've talked about um as recruit of the week. Um if you haven't heard of this kid Please go check out his go check out his his his, his tapes. Uh, go check out Chandler Polk. Go check out Clay Daniel, um, Dalton Hyatt, uh, Mr. Oladipo. Um, just just check the, just check those guys out, and I'm 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 pretty sure that you'll be so impressed with their athletic ability and their abilities to play ball. Um, as we move forward, Grayson. A winner, a big winner over Parkview, forty-nine to ten in Region Action. Um, Peace County, a winner over Spencer in Region Action, forty-one to nothing. Peach Ridge, a big winner over Meadow Creek, forty-four to nothing. Um, we can go further down the line. Um, around the state of Georgia again, watch uh, Thompson. Thompson, who. It's coached by my by my old head coach, um uh, Coach Rob Ridings is uh was a winner over Washington Wills, Forty nine to six. Um Tiff County South Georgia school actually came up to al actually um was a winner. Uh 52 to nothing over Alcove. Um it was Carver Columbus, a big winner over Troop. Forty eight to fourteen. Uh Juwan Pass actually had a at Juwan Pass, um Elite Eleven quarterback, um uh, four star quarterback, uh verbal commit to, to Louisville, actually had a big game actually had a big game in this game. Um had a couple passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in this game. Um Troop did some great things and Hopefully, coach. Hopefully, we can get Coach Glisten on the line today, and we talk. We talk football with Coach Glisten. Um, but Carver-Columbus um, State ranks in five A, forty-eight fourteen winners over Troop. South um, also a big win over Veterans High School uh, of the of the Warner Robins area, fifty-six to seven. Again, uh, back down to South Georgia, you had where county the Gators actually a big winner over Richmond Hill 51 to 24. Burke County we bounced back up to North Georgia. Burke County a winner over Washington County. In that, north, in that north that northeast part of the state. Um 34 to 27 over over Waco Washington County Actually, they played that game at the House of Pain and, and if anybody knows anything about about high school football in Georgia. You know that Washington County they hardly ever lose at home in the house of pain, and for Burke County to go in and get a big win like that um, shows what kind of what kind of team they've got this year. Um, so big ups to those guys. We move on, we move forward. North Oconia, a winner over West Hall twenty seven to seven. Buford bouncing back from that from that monumental meltdown against McEachern a couple of weeks ago um a win over White County and they just jumped they jumped in the region play this week. Forty nine to three. Larry County uh again um was a loser to Wilcox County forty four to thirty four. It was Woodward Academy and Clarkson last night um fifty eight to nothing. So that's some of the scores from from around the state of Georgia. Um got a couple games from on Saturday um around around georgia around the atlanta area um the the big one for me this tonight is um carver of atlanta and, and martin and m l king These are two schools that really need to get off the schneiden and get get a get a big win um for playoff implications in that game so um really excited really excited for for the for the four remaining games in in georgia high school football tonight um really excited about college football, um, about college football. This come, is this coming um, today. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, let me catch my breath, give me some water in me, and we'll be right back.
1: Oh, yeah. We out here.
0: Oh, yeah. One mile, one
1: mile.
0: One mile, one mile. Get em up, up. Oh, yeah, CMG, 2AM crew, what's good? Bad Nation, I see y'all. New York, we out here doing our thing. It just don't stop, right? Not for us. Oh, uh. Climbing, climbing down the ladder. Soon coming up with that real. That's my natural hazard. Word, we those young men with those sharp minds, going all in. It's no part time, and we taking because it's our time. Same drive with that new gas, and that's old school, just new class. Cameras out like newest flash, and we hit the sky with that new cast. Word, and I've been running for days Ever since I broke up out of the cage Been up the away like par fives We drive them insane And I leave no trace on a place I fade away till I made it way clean Got the whole world on the case But no matter what, you won't stop my team I'm moving through the city Busy riding deep Getting stronger by the day They weak about the a week Competition gets outworked So it works out fine And every single minute we in it We break limits from 10 miles out You can see us shine What's good?
3: Manifest these blessings, told them live it to the max so I ain't never feeling less than these haters trying to question Will he make it? Is he destined? I told you I'm the truth, a living, walking confession I ain't lying, I ain't boasting I'm just striving, I'm just hoping that I'll find an opportunity and that a door will open So I never pay attention when they tell me that I'm chosen Cause I know I'm far from famous even though they know I'm blowing up Took a while, but they know it's cow when I'm rolling up, people doubt, always ask me how, but I'm sure enough that I'll be the greatest that my town has ever seen Be the one to pick them up when they're down Like a towing truck, working, yeah I'm working, put my team on that
4: for certain I swear that's the
3: naked truth tied in behind those shower curtains I managed to keep it clean, making music without cursing Now I'm answering the system, watch me do it like a surgeon, that's like the surgeon
2: Welcome into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine, and ah, so happy, to, so happy for you guys to be here for, to be here today and share this love of football and
1: just,
2: I mean, just walking and just walking out in the grass has made me feel football all over my body, you know. But uh, beyond that, you no, know, we're gonna jump into some, we're gonna jump into some a little bit of college football before we get back into some to some high school scores Thursday night, um, great game, uh, Thursday night between Clemson and Louisville, um, Louisville again, um, just couldn't finish, um, Clemson a winner over Louisville, 20 to 17, Deshaun Watson, two touchdown passes, two interceptions, um, kept that team in, kept the team, um, ahead pretty much the entire night. Um, last night, um, Florida state, um, went to Boston College for Red Bandana night. Um honoring honoring a former Boston College uh, athlete. Um they actually won a game fourteen to nothing. Neither one of these teams could get anything offensively going. Uh actually watched this game and Florida State at times they show flashes of brilliance. Boston College So, show, showed some showed some good things. They actually lost their actually lost their starting quarterback. Um midway through the third quarter uh, to injury. So, um, very, very disappointing for for the Boston College Eagles, but they have nothing to hang hand on. They fall to 2-1 on the season. Florida State moves on to 3-0. Boise State, after that meltdown of a loss that they had at BYU last week, and I actually called that game um, upset alert for me, they actually um, had a bounce back game where they – they actually played the money game and uh, had I- Idaho State come in for a little in-state rivalry, re- rekindling some old uh, Big Sky Conference matchups from back in the day. Uh, Boise State a winner over over Idaho State, fifty-two to nothing. Um, Arizona State. Um, Burgeridge had a, had a pretty nice night last night um, as they beat New Mexico, thirty-four to ten. Ah. Uh, this schedule today, again, some of these games have have playoff potential written all over them. And um one of the games I'm gonna get into right now um is Notre Dame, Georgia Tech. Games at three thirty. Um, I wanna say it's a I wanna say it's a NBC game. Uh three thirty on NBC. Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. The big question is for this game is not only the, the big questions for me is how does Notre Dame bounce back from losing Malik Zaire to the season-engine leg injury? And how does Georgia Tech attack Notre Dame and that spread and that spread attack that they use. Simple. Notre Dame's gonna have a young gonna have a young quarterback. You know, the loss of Eric Golson is actually actually showing up right now because he's not there anymore. Um and then you have you have Coach Johnson and that great team at at Georgia Tech. Great defense offense is just they're hitting on all cylinders. Um quarterback can throw the ball. A lot of people have Georgia Tech as a favorite. But this is one of those games where it could be upset alert for Georgia Tech. It also could be upset alert for Notre Dame. This is a swing game for both for both teams in that in that regards. Because Georgia Tech if you look at their schedule coming up, they've got some big time they have got some they've got some good things about to happen. Um you look at you know, they've got they've got some big matchups about to happen. Notre Dame, you know, they're going through that murderous row of of um ACC opponents. So this is gonna be a real swing game and this could have real implications on the playoffs. So I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna go I li I like the option attack of Georgia Tech. I like what they've got going on at Georgia Tech. Um Coach Johnson's got something great going on, Coach Kelly. Um he he's really piecing together a quarterback the quarterback situation. So without a viable quarterback, without a proven quarterback, um, you know, with Malik Zaire in there, I would have I chosen uh, Notre Dame. But without Malik Zaire in, in, in there, um, I'm going to have to go with Georgia Tech. I'm going to have to go with Georgia Tech by a field goal. But don't be surprised if Notre Dame actually pulls this game off. So I'm really, really leaning toward Georgia Tech in this game. Really leaning, I'm really leaning toward what they can do offensively. Uh, defensively, defensively, they're, they're going to be that same old tough Georgia Tech defense as they've been throughout the entire time um, Coach Johnson's been there. So I'm going to go. I'm I'm sorry, Scott. Um, I know that know that you're coaching today. I know that you're big, you're big Notre Dame fan. But I'm gonna have to go against you today, and I'm gonna have to go with Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm taking Georgia Tech by field goal. Moving on. Um, you know, another another game that 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 really intrigues me, um, is is early in is early in the day. Um, Air Force and Michigan State. It on paper it looks like a mismatch. You know, service academy versus versus a versus the top five ranked Big Ten school, but I actually like the matchup. Uh, Connor Cook can you know either pass stats or he can or he can hurt himself in the Heisman race with this game. So, but I don't see that happening. I, I think Michigan State is a little bit too much. Again, the defense showed up last week. Not only did they get one stop against Oregon, as I, as I predicted, they would get at least one stop and win this game defensively. They got two stops, and that's to win this game by 10. So I think Michigan State is going to be a way too much for Air Force, but don't be surprised if Air Force actually shows up and becomes that Becomes that that school that could upset Michigan State. Don't think it's gonna happen, but the service academies they they have that never give up attitude. So um, I'm gonna say Michigan State big, but don't be don't be surprised if Air Force holds this game close. Um, Northwestern and Duke. <laughs> the 1230 game. These um, games were two private schools, two schools that that rely heavily on academics before athletics. Um, Northwestern is a school who prides themselves on their football team. Duke is a school that prides themselves on a basketball team. But Duke is starting to. They're starting to show that they care about football too, with Coach Cutcliffe there. They made renovations to Wallace Wade Stadium. Um, those renovations are are done. Beautiful, beautiful stadium now. They took track out, so the fans are closer. The um, attendance has, has boosted up to I think a, a little, a little clo- closer to forty thousand. Um, new scoreboard, new everything. Uh, at Wallace Wade, so Duke is is starting to look at themselves as not only just a basketball school, but as a football school, and they're starting to get those recruits, those in-state recruits from North Carolina. They're starting to branch out into other states and get some of those other those, those quote unquote smart guys that the Baylor's, the Dukes, the Stanford's, the Ivy League schools. You know those type of schools getting those those great athletes with with great book smarts. You know they're they're getting those get they're getting those kids to come to Duke. And with that said, Duke and Northwestern, Northwesterns had a great two weeks, um, two big wins. I like Duke in this game. I like their quarterback play. I like their defense, but Northwestern, they've got momentum coming into this game with the big win over Stanford and the win last week that they had. Um, So I'm really looking forward to this game because this game has all the makings of being a knockdown, dragout fight and also has the makings of being just one of those games that you would talk about as being a game of the day almost. So, I I'm 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 leaning toward Northwestern in this game, and the reason why I'm leaning toward Northwestern is I like the quarterback play, I like the running back play, I love the defense that Northwestern that Northwestern has. That defense is is starting to become that defense that that it was in the early '90s under under the late Randy Walker, and when Current coach Pat Fitzgerald play there. So I like Northwestern in this game. Um, I think he's going to be closer than people think. So I, I'm going to go Northwestern um, by touchdown. Um, of course, this is Duke. This is, you know, this is a home game for Duke. So, but I like Northwestern by a touchdown. Um, some other games that that are of interest to me. You know, my off the radar game of the week is actually a game that that has no bearing on on what could happen in the college football playoffs whatsoever. But Again, rivalry games can go either way, and the one rivalry game that, I, that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, today is the Rocky Mountain Shootout, um, Colorado, Colorado State, um, Colorado State has won the last four, I believe, um, or four out of the last five, some, uh, something like that, Um this this is a this is a good matchup. You know, you got two upstart schools. You got you got a school who wants to get back to where they were prominent. Prom, two schools that want to be back in in prominence. Um, Colorado Colorado State. Both of these schools are great schools. Um, they both could recruit nationally when Sunny Lubick was there. When um Bill McCartney was there. Gary Barnett was at was at Colorado. Uh, Bill McCartney at Colorado. Sunny Lubick at Colorado State. Um, and um, current Florida coach Jim McElwain was there. You know they, they they were they were able to recruit not only in-state guys keeping them in-state, but also um, nationwide. And um, both of those both of those coaches could recruit. All four of those coaches could recruit. But both schools kinda of fell on hard times when when their respective coaches um resigned, quit, you know, retired, um, what what have you. And one of the schools, Colorado State, actually when they made the hires that they made, actually became a better school, actually Started getting back to where they want to be, being that being at top mid major program, being talked talked about among the the big mid majors like the Boise's, like the Fresno's, you know schools like that. Um, Colorado, they want to get back to where they were in this in the '80s, where they had such big things going on in the '80s. Uh, under Bill McCartney, you know, winning Big Eight championships, going to national championship games, and winning national championships. This is this is one of those games that that could swing one of those one of those teams into the rest of the season. Colorado is not a bad team. Colorado to me should be undefeated. They got robbed at Hawaii week one. Uh, they won last week, so I mean they're one and one on the season. Colorado State is also one-on-one and one. It's going to be very interesting to see Mike Bobo as a coach, as a head coach in this rivalry. Will he be that conservative, quote-unquote conservative coach that he was at Georgia? Um, Will he attack Colorado? Will he go at Colorado the way they need to be gone after? See it to be seen. but I love the matchup. Gonna be played in Denver, of course, as always. So you're gonna see a lot of green, you're gonna see a lot of a lot of black, a lot of gold, um, a lot of orange. So um but I I like Colorado State in this game simply because they've got a lot of people back, but I also like Sofa Leifow, uh, the quarterback for Colorado. I think he's going to be a great, a great player. Um, Then he's got one more year. Then this year and next year, he's going to be, he's going to make himself into that, into that, that kind of quarterback that could get a look as a, um, as a quarterback in the NFL, maybe a backup, you know, he's got that, he's got that kind of talent. So, um, this is gonna be a good game to watch. I hope, hopefully, you guys can watch that game if you're, you know, if you're not really into the other games like I'm, like I'm going to be into in the, in a the couple minutes. But um, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, that that special guest coming on um during the eleven o'clock hour. Um, former NFL player Josh Evans. Um, also more predictions jump into some to some other games that we're gonna talk about and um we'll be right back.
1: Oh, what a that beat Florida and brought deals to Tebow. And we gon' beat our entitles and that war ego. Roll Tide, that's who I'm rolling with. Y'all don't want me to unleash them elephants. Touching down, touchdown, holding the crystal ball, clutching crown. dynasty, Val ghost. goal he reminded me of defense dominant, plus offensive line of beat, running back, safeties and cornerbacks, we on attack, road tied, 200 interceptions, 100 sacks, elephants are super intelligent, but if ever push, with will war eagles and gators, if they are edible, sports and a high. Hey. They, they are incredible, look up hey. at the scoreboard hey. If they hey. were ahead of you, Road tide hey. You should just pledge it too Just inside nation, that is who you reppin' too I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, Hey.
2: Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being. Uh, thank you just for being, being you, you the crowd, and just so happy to be here. God bless me to be here today. We're gonna jump into some to some high school back into some high school football scores uh, before we go any further. Um, some scores from the from the, st- from the good state of Alabama.
1: Um,
2: Look so at some scores here. Happyville Christian, a, a winner over the East, 34 to nothing. Um, Andalusia, a big winner over, over St. James in region play, 42 to 25. Anderson, a winner over Lincoln, 37 to 14. Um, Auburn High School, a winner over Enterprise, uh, 34 to 14. Um, Baldwin County, a winner over LaFleur, over, over 30 to nothing. Beauregard, a big winner over Talladega, fifty five to six. Benjamin Russell. Benjamin Russell, who is the, the high school alma mater of Terrell of Terrell Owens. Um a winner over Pell City, forty two to seventeen. Um Bessemer County, Bessemer Academy, decimates Exclusive Valley Academy, seventy four to nothing. Blunt. Um a power in, in, in South Alabama, Beach Gulf Shores, 49 to nothing. Bob Jones, um, power in North Alabama. Um in that north in that northeast corner of Alabama. win over Gas in thirty seven thirty seven thirty four. Uh Brantley over Red Level, nineteen fourteen. Briarwood, Christian Briarwood, Christian winner over Hueytown, thirteen to ten. Um going further down, Carver Montgomery. The high school alma mater of uh, Auburn quarterback Jeremy Johnson was a win over Stanhope Bell 30 to 20. Uh, Cedar Bluff won over Jacksonville Christian 66 6, 14. Uh, Central Phoenix City a win over Prattville uh, 20 to 10. In um, 7A action, Central Tuscaloosa a win over Wilcox Central 55 to 30. Chambers Academy um, a win over Louns Academy. Uh, Big congratulations to Scott Smith's uh, little brother there. Forty-four uh, twenty-four went over Lowndes Academy. Charles Henderson a win over Alabama Christian Academy, forty-nine to seven. Go further down the line here. Cleburne County a win over Crossville, thirty-nine to three. Clay Chalkbull win over Pinson Valley, sixty-five to ten. Coleman a win over Austin, twenty-nine twenty-six. Dayville went over Holtville 54 to 14. Uh, Dale County went over Barber County 36 to 14. Daphne is, is a power out of South out of South Alabama, beat Centronelle, 56 to 18. Um uh, it was Dothan over Wetumpka, 34-26. Go further down the line. Ufala, a winner over Rehoboth 21 to nothing. Fayette County, a winner over Danville, 35-16. Flomaton a winner over over Southern Choctaw thirty four to eight, Florala, um, small small classification state power and also out of South Alabama beats McIntosh twenty to nothing, Foley a winner over Davis in nineteen fourteen, Fort Payne a winner over Albertville seventeen fourteen, Francis Marion a winner over R.C. Hatch, thirty six to twenty three. Pfeiffer a, w- a big winner over Ider, forty-one to nothing. Um going further down. Goshen, went over over Calhoun thirty-six to eight. Gunnersville, a winner over Randolph School, twenty-seven to three. hackleberg a winner over over Schultz Christian, forty-nine to fourteen. Hanley a winner uh, in the close one, fifty to forty-eight over Munford. Holland Home a winner over Zion Chapel forty seven thirty five. 35 Homewood beat John Carroll Catholic, thirty five to nothing. Hoover just keeps winning. Thirty one to fourteen over Thompson. Um Houston Academy a winner over, over Cottonwood, thirty four twenty two. Huntsville and Sparkman actually played last night and that was a forty eight thirty four win for Huntsville. Uh Lynette was a winner in reason play. Uh, 34 to 16 over Woodland. Um, Lee Scott Academy a win over Otago Academy for 42 to 16. Lee High School who uh, spawned out some great players. Charles Barkley as a basketball player. 49 to nothing over Elmore County. Leroy a uh, win over St. Luke's Episcopal uh, 32 to six. Laverne, a win over Central Haynesville 33 to six. McAdory uh went over Selma forty to seven another Southern power another South Alabama power McGill too a big one over over M- Mary Montgomery uh thirty four to fifteen Muscle Shoals went over Athens uh forty one to nothing Murphy went over Theodore thirty two thirty one. Notesoga a winner twenty to six over Otagaville. Oak Mountain a win fifteen seven win over Tuscaloosa County. Um, Randolph County a winner over Central Coosa. Uh forty one sixteen local schools. Uh some of the local schools around my area. Lafayette was a loser to Ramburn in, in region in region uh five two A action. Ramburn winning that game forty-two to thirty-two uh, over Lafayette. Uh, Real Town a win over Horseshoe Bend uh, twelve to nothing, was a bit of a was a bit of a shock to me. Um, Shades Valley a power in North Alabama thirty-five to nothing over Woodlawn. Shelby County a big win over Marbury uh, sixty-nine to 40. Uh, 7 seven-eight seven A. burgeoning power smith station beats uh beats valley 36 to nothing spain park went over hewitt Trustville in overtime forty thirty one 31 to 28 spanish Fort a superpower in in uh 6a they beat six, they, um also from south alabama they beat sarah at 41 to 18 sulligent uh who spawned out guys like Rashad Johnson, a winner over Thorptown thirty five to fourteen. T.R. Miller went over Hillcrest Evergreen. And Tuscaloosa Academy, who the defensive coordinator there is is none other than a guest of the show, John Copeland, was a winner over Ho- Hooper Academy, forty one to seven. Uh Viger a win over BC Rain, nineteen thirteen. Um, another local team, Wadley, a big winner. Over Talladega County Central, 45 to 14. And those are the scores from, from Alabama. And those are the scores from Alabama. So, um, we to jump back into some, jump back into some, to some, uh, some college football, some more predictions of college football, um, Another game that really intrigues me is a 3.30 game um, that a lot of people are talking about. Um, Nebraska, Miami. Um, A lot of these two schools have been on the downward trend um, in the past few years. Um, I think you know, look at what Nebraska's done against top ten schools. Where they're like 13 to 32, and Miami's like 20 and um, they're under 500 also, like uh, 10 to 12 games under 500 against top ten schools uh, since they played each other in the national championship game. This is an intriguing game for both schools because. Nebraska come out for a heartbreaking loss. And uh, come out for a loss and winning last week. N- Miami with Brad Kaya. That nice running game that they have there. Mm-hmm. the nice game they had there. Um, nice running game. Nice defense they have there. This is a game that for me Miami wins. This game puts them back into national prominence. Whereas Nebraska, if they win, Mike Riley starts getting momentum into 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 the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers and, and Husker Nation. You know, the schedules for these two for these two schools they don't get any easier after this after this week. This has playoff implications all over it too, where it could help or hurt the schedule in both the PAC, in both the ACC and the Big Ten, simply because both of these schools they have to play schools with playoff aspirations also. So, this can make or break some schools, this could help some schools, this could hurt some schools. This is one of those games where I I can't even I can't even imagine the pick, but Viking Brad Kaya, Viking Mike Riley. I thought Mike Riley was a great was a great hire. It was a different hire for Nebraska. Um, I like Brad Kaya as a quarterback. I like Tommy Armstrong as a quarterback. But the running game for Nebraska isn't as strong as the running game for, for Miami. The defense isn't as strong for Nebraska as the defense is for Miami. The tradeoff is the special teams. Nebraska's got, got two proven kickers. Miami's got a proven kicker. Field position becomes, becomes the issue now. Nebraska's got a great punter. Miami don't have a proven punter. So, even though he is a good punter, I mean, I watched him punt. He's a good punter. But I I want to lean toward Miami because of the quarterback play. You know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get out of Brad Kaya. He's going to be consistent. He's going to be a game manager. He's going to play the game the way the game needs to be played. So, I'm going to go with Miami and I'm actually going to go with Miami a little bit more than people think. Um, I think the over under on this game is, um, is two and a half, three points. I actually see Miami possibly winning this game by 10, um, by 10 points, possibly two touchdowns. I like Miami over Nebraska. I, I like, I like them simply because of the quarterback play and the defensive play in um, the complete team. That that Miami has. Um, I haven't seen a complete team from Miami in a long time, and Al Golden has finally got one. Now it's up to him to coach them the way that the way that they need to be coached, and I, I just I don't. How can I put it? I don't see them losing the game until they've. Until they really jump in, into league play, and I, I just like I like Miami in, in this game. In this game, so like I said, Miami by ten. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by two touchdowns. So um, I, I like Miami. I think that Miami can can do the job. So it's a big game. National TV, three thirty, ABC or ESPN depending on what area of the country you're from you're from um so i mean another game that that intrigues me a lot is is Virginia Tech and Purdue i don't know why this why the game intrigues me a lot i really don't but it does it has that it has that, that certain mystique to it where something something good can happen out of it for Purdue. Something really good can happen for out of Virginia Tech. You know, Virginia Tech doesn't have Michael Brewer this week. Um nursing the separated shoulders, so they're gonna go with with um with the second string quarterback, um, the number nine. So I like Purdue. Um, Daryl Hazel, you know, he hasn't won the games that he should that he should win, or anything. He hasn't won many many Big Ten games, but he's a great coach. He's a he's a he, he's a great coach. He's a motivator. You know, I just think that if he had time, you know, a lot of people say that because he. He got Kent State close to breaking into the BCS in the last year, of the BCS before losing um, that um, that MAC championship game. You no, know, he had a lot of he had a lot of momentum coming out of that game, and that's why Purdue went and got him. All that's all that's true, but he is a great coach, and I'm very excited to to see what he can do and this this is the it's a high profile matchup you know ACC Big Ten matchup and it was the ACC Big Ten matchup and Virginia Techs trying to get some redemption from their first ACC Big Ten matchup where they got beat up at home against against um Ohio State where they actually played fairly well until um Michael Brewer went down um so I think this is a bit of a redemption for Virginia Tech. But I really I really like Virginia Tech in this game. I think Virginia Tech will win this game. Um I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think that they'll win this game pretty handily. Um I love the defense that Bud Foster has. I love the running game that that Virginia Tech has. Um both quarterbacks. You know, if Michael Brewer does play or anything, this could be this could be one of those one of those games where this could be a swing game for Virginia Tech, and it propels them into into some action into um, ACC action, and they can propel them into ACC action, and you'll see uh, what they can do. Um, so. I, I like Virginia taking the game. Like I said, pretty handily in this game. Um, two touchdowns at least. Um, but with that being said, we're going to take a quick quick section break. Um, come back. I have a special guest online with us, Mr. Josh Evans. Um, we we'll take a quick section break and we'll be right back. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> going You're searching for this truth, yeah Hey, what you doing, man? Uh Hey, your world
0: just living in it Maybe I could get away uh. Boston, Massachusetts Home uh. with the pride Maybe of music Hey
1: Do the monster, man I could get away hey. Do <laughs> the time I get
0: away, hey, Maybe at Steve's crib I can get away, yeah, I'm too dumb, I do sin, still pushing more driving in new bands, still got a tight aim for the loose ends, betting fools I can pay dues <laughs> with my two cents, uh. I'm hippie paint to your gray world, black and white through the crowd like state wordings, They word. showing so uh. true color when you take away the pigment, it's still ain't the same, when you take away the difference in it. Blasting it all vivid I'm flying with no engine They want it, with all gimmick Right about the blue like a Scott Bell Stand back, sit calm like I'm out Faded in the mind A non 5 product of the time Soon navigation, new direction for the blind 24-7 battle get time With a 6 on the side Let us ride I hear Cali for the in-and-out Got the normal scene on a different route So they wonder what the kid about me from the fuse, never know until you live it out 90-minute winning from records that I was chicken on Living by the minute, don't gotta to the image Ain't a dag how me and music could get along New control mood switching with a different song And got on the level drop Dance gonna hit him like a still pill pop Rhyme game pacing at the L-Kids jock I love it for what it is, ate it for what it's not I'm no ass. No M, no, 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 no. Adams, not you, not them no. With the lights on my own, I set the stage Through the balance of the stones, I get you away. Away, 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 away Through the minds the best I can get away And what I'm what I'm in it, Yeah. yeah I can get
1: away i on time, I can get away. I'm
0: on a getaway. Uh, new fellas ain't rockin' in. Uh, same mix, just droppin' in. Uh, why you sound like rockin' in? Well, can't be a better jacket than blue lights on my own. I get away. New life, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new height. If I can get away, I see squirrels. If I can get away.
2: Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine, and we're gonna jump back into some we're gonna jump back into some to some uh, predictions right now. You know, I you know, I was only gonna give one upset alert, but. I'm gonna give one upset alert, but I think I'm gonna give you two. And and I, the reason why I'm gonna give you two is because you've got two games that did a did a upset alert type games. You know, the BYU UCLA game for me is probably one of those games where if you don't know football from from the perspective that I know it from, um, it, it it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit discerning in a, in a way, because you have BYU, you have UCLA, and th- this is this is why this is this is an upside alert game for me. I like Jim Moore Jr. I love Josh Rosen. I think that he's probably one of the best young quarterbacks in the country. Um, I like Tanner Mangum. You know, both of those guys were Elite 11 quarterbacks. Tanner Mangum, if you if you don't remember, he was actually a co-MVP at the Elite 11 um, one year. And the person, the guy that he was co-MVP with was this year's number one draft pick Mr. Jameis Winston now a lot of people don't remember Tanner Mangum because he actually went on a two year mission so now a lot of people are starting to see him play ball a lot of people love Josh Rosen because of the way he plays and I'm going to tell you just like this Josh Rosen is probably the most natural passer over the football I've ever seen Um, he can make every throw He's so poised for an eighteen-year-old. Um, I mean, he was he was groomed by probably one of the one of the best one of the best coaches in all of in all of California, the CIF Southern Section, um, at at St. John Bosco Prep, and their Trinity League school. So, if you know it, and if you guys know anything about Trinity League, the Trinity League in California. The Trinity League, to me, is like Region One Six A in Georgia, or uh, twenty-five Five A in Texas, um, <laughs> seven
1: seven
2: seven Six A in Texas. Without, you know, the, the, that's that that's that type of league that they have out there. And he plays in that type of league, and he put up the numbers that he put up. When he was when in his four years at St. John Bosco Prep, um, I love what he does. Um, I love, I love what he has around him. He's got a veteran offensive line around him. He's got great receivers, young receivers on top of that. Um, I think he's only got one senior receiver. Um, and then he's got a, he's got a running back play uh from my Zach, and he um. Uh, the other guy, his name, his name, um, I lose his name right now. But with with the running back play there, I love what Jim Moore has done in three years. You know, he's got he's got these guys on the brink of being back to being the elite team in LA. He's beaten he, he's beaten USC the last couple of years. It's going to be fun to see. What's going to happen in this game? Because BYU they're riding the momentum off two miracle touchdowns, one at Nebraska, one last week against Boise. So I'm, I'm just I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. Defensively, I love I love what UCLA has done, but the drawback to UCLA is that they've got injuries. They've got a lot of injuries um, on the defensive side of the ball. They're very thin, uh they're very thin um in the defensive backfield. So you may see Miles Jack play safety, you may see Miles Jack play outside linebacker, you may see him play defensive end. You're gonna see him all over the field on both sides of the ball. So for me, Miles Jack is, is the edge factor. But do not be surprised If BYU pulls something out of the hat yet again, and this is a good BYU team, they're they're riding high on two quality wins over two quality opponents. So, again, early in the season, this is week three, but early in the season, this has playoff implications written all over it. Because if BYU finishes ahead of the of the conference of five top finisher, which all signs are looking toward Boise State, they will get one of those New Year Six bowls and quite possibly get a playoff spot. If everything works out right, that means that some school that means that somebody has to get upset in one of the championship games. That means that um that Bill Bosby has to say something idiotic again to where none of his schools from the Big 12 get in, get in like he did last year. So, with that being said, I like UCLA in this game, but I like UCLA's defense. I love I love what Josh Rosen has as a quarterback, but... The hot hand right now is BYU. The glamour pick is BYU. But I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to pick UCLA in this game. I'm going to pick UCLA in this game simply because of the X factor, and that name is Miles Jack. It's going to be very, very close. And quite honestly, it could come down to whoever has the ball last. Whoever can make that one stop somewhere along the line, BYU has a stout defense. Also, so th- this is this is one of those games where you toss them up, you shake it in the hat, you do whatever you do whatever you have to do to pick a, to pick a winner. And this is, this is this is that this is that game. UCLA, BYU. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with UCLA. I'm gonna go with UCLA because I think they'll have the ball last. I think they'll. I think they'll score a touchdown. I think that they've got the better defense, even though they're thinner in the defensive backfield because of injuries. So I, I, I I'm gonna go with UCLA. I'm gonna go with UCLA, uh, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Now, a lot of people may disagree with me on this. A lot of people may may agree with me on it, but. That that's just that's that's just my thought on it. You know, I mean, that's just my thought on it. And you know, I I may be wrong. You know, I may be wrong in that in in that opinion. But it's just it's those games where rankings go out the window, and this is gonna come down to just skill and will versus talent and. And entitlement. So I, that, that's the reason why I'm going to UCLA. So, another, 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 another game that, that really intrigues me and that, that really, that really excites me is Georgia, South Carolina. Georgia's looking real strong offensively. They're looking real good defensively. Um, they haven't played a, you know, they grinded out a win last week by 17. They beat up a, they beat up a Louisiana Monroe team the first game of the season. They're 1-0 in the ACC's, you know, this is a big game for Georgia. You know, Jason Lambert, Bryce Ramsey. You know, one of the two, they're both going to play. We all know that they're both going to play. But the thing about Brad Ramsey and the thing about Grayson Lambert is, is that they're both playing in a pro style in a true pro style offense. And it it's a little bit more it's a little bit more complex than what Mike Bobo had. But Brian Schottenheimer is such a he's such a quarterback he's such a great quarterbacks coach. He's such a great Judge of talent, you know, by being in the NFL for for as long as he was and by being, excuse me, by being an assistant coach so long and, and coaching quarterback so long, he sees the talent. And he sees the talent of both guys. Both guys are good game managers. Grayson Lambert probably has the stronger arm of the two, even though Bryce Ramsey probably has the better deep ball than Grayson does. Um, I like Georgia's quarterback. I like Georgia's quarterback game because they've got they've got three quarterbacks that they can go to. They got a dual threat offensive b- Bowser, who, you know, at one point was talked about as possibly moving over to tight end. Um, but he brings something different to the table. Um, that they leave they left him at quarterback, Nick Chubb. Um, Sonny Michelle, Marshall. Three running backs, a so three headed monster back there. And then you have the tangent then you have the tangent the pace back in um in double deuce, um that you've you've got four running backs to choose from. And all four of these guys, if they were in separate schools, they'd be the they'd be the feature back. But they're at Georgia. There's limited touches for all four, but they make it work, and they're all team players. So with these, with those four guys and that defense that Georgia has under, under Tracy Rocker, Tracy uh, Rocker being the, the uh, defense line coach and, and Jeremy Pruitt being the defensive coordinator, I mean, to me <laughs> – if you look at a better collection of coaches than what Georgia has, what South Carolina has, South Carolina has to set on a quarterback. I mean he can't they can't go bouncing back back and forth. I mean, South Carolina is one and one for a reason. You know, both quarterbacks aren't experienced in the ACC. Both quarterbacks, you can tell that they're pretty, they're pretty green, they're pretty then they're not they're not as relaxed in the game as they should be. And that's what's hurting uh South Carolina right now. The running game is good. The offensive line is 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 very decent. Do I see improvement coming from the quarterbacks in South Carolina as I do uh, over the course of the season, as I do with the Georgia quarterbacks, yeah, but not as fast as the Georgia quarterbacks. there will still be that, that 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 one or two steps behind. But you have quarter, but the the advantage with Georgia is you have two quarterbacks who played who played in games. Um, Brash Ramsey played in some games, played in the bowl game, won the bowl game. Grace Lambert played two seasons at Virginia. Two years started at Virginia, so that that's that's the advantage that Georgia has over South Carolina is the quarterback play, the running back play they have advantage over. Defensively they have advantage, but South Carolina is so stout that if they can keep if if they can grind this game out, South Carolina can grind this game out, make them run at the pace that they want to run then this game could get real interesting. But with Georgia, they like to move. They I mean, they're not they're not a they're not a true hurry up, but they use a little bit of pace. They use a little bit more pace than than you would normally see out of a pro style offense. So I actually like Georgia in this game. And I like Georgia I like Georgia – I I don't want to say big, you know, in terms of score, but I like Georgia to win this game handily. Um, I can see Georgia winning this game handily. I think that's the best way of putting it. If Georgia get through this game, then that's smooth sailing, you know, they got some. They got some other tough games coming up. Um, Tennessee on the horizon. Uh, Alabama in a couple weeks. So Alabama uh, um, in two weeks. So this could jumpstart Georgia. Even though they're two and zero, this could really jumpstart Georgia to being be to being a a power. Again in the SEC. Now they've never, they haven't dropped off as men in power, but this could propel them and probably break that stronghold that the SEC West has had over the East in terms of winning uh, championships. This could possibly get them over the hump with Missouri also, who they play, who they play in a couple um, in three or four weeks also. So I like Georgia in, in this big SEC East matchup. This, like I said, another game that has playoff implications in it uh, for for a school that has playoff aspirations. So, I like Georgia in this game. I like them handling. And I do have a call. I do have a caller dialing in. Four three one one. You're on air with Jermaine. How are you today? What's your name, man? Do you have any comments? Four three one one. You got any comments today? I guess he doesn't have any comments right now. Um, if you if you want to talk, just uh, just say something to me, man. You're on the air. maybe he does want to talk, but, um, I like, like I said, I like Georgia. I like Georgia pretty handling in this game. Um, I think Georgia be a winner in this game. Um, 2710. Um, I can see them putting up more than 27 points, but 2710 seems to be a safe, a safe assumption there. Um, we jump to another game. That's very intriguing to me inter uh, intersectional matchup, Pac-12, Big-12, Austin, Texas. Um, D.K.R. Seven o'clock game on Fox. Um, Texas and Cal. Cal two and zero. Cal's got some great guys. Got some great skill players um, on that school, on that team. Jared Goff uh, is one of those great quarterbacks. Um, could come out with this class here and be a part of that elite class. Um, he does have one more year at Cal after this year, um, so I mean he's an elite quarterback. If he wanted to come out this year, he'd probably be one of the one of the first few quarterbacks taken behind Connor Cook, behind um, Christian Hackenberg, who I think are the two best quarterbacks in this draft class. Um, So, with that being said, I think that, you know, Cal has an advantage, you know, in in that regard, in terms of quarterback play. Charlie Strong, he's he's behind an eight ball now. And he's behind an eight ball now because – the AD that hired him is also the AD that just got fired. Um, And Steve Patterson made a big splash when he hired when he hired uh, Charlie Strong when he hired Shaka Smart. Um, But he's behind the eight ball now because Texas is one of those schools that wants to win and wants to win now. But with Charlie Strong, Charlie Strong had four years at at Louisville. The first year wasn't all that great. He made a bowl game. Second year, he started getting a roll. He made another bowl game. The third year he was eleven and two. The fourth year, um sorry, he was uh nine and four. The next year he was he was eleven and two. So right before coming to right before coming to Texas. I think if you if you let Charlie Strong be Charlie Strong, you see that he's brought a certain amount of of discipline back into the into the into the game at Texas. But the quarterback play isn't there. And that that's that's the sad thing about it. the quarterback play isn't there as of yet with swoops um, Tyron swoops who I thought was going to be a great player uh coming out of Denton Um Gerard herd I'm sorry, also coming out of Denton Guyer. and um and Tyrone swoops you know coming out of coming out of a great a great program also they haven't had made the job theirs yet and so with that being said, I like Cal I like I, I would love to go with Texas in this game because the no give up attitude. But I'm actually gonna go with Cal, but I'm I'm gonna go with Cal pretty um uh, I'm gonna go with Cal by ten. I'm gonna say thirty four twenty four. Um simply because I like the quarterback play, I like the defensive play. Texas got a strong defense, but until they get that quarterback play situated, they're going to suffer. And this could be the downfall of Charlie Strong, unfairly as it sounds. So um, that being said, I'm going to go with Cal. Now, I do have a special guest on the line with us today. He's a former NFL football player. He's from, the, he's from Valley, Alabama. Um Played on the Great Valley High School Rams football team with John Copeland and Lamasi Hall. Again, you know, he played in the NFL with the, with the uh, Houston Oilers, and then when they moved to Tennessee, he played with the Titans. Also, my man, my friend, Josh Evans. Josh but, Evans, how are you doing today, man?
4: I'm doing good, man. Standing here watching my son and play football right now. How you guys doing? Doing well, doing well.
2: Uh, appreciate you being, appreciate you being a part of the show. And today, and um excited to have you on the show.
4: Thank you, thanks for having
2: me and you know let's just jump right into it, man. I mean, you played four years at u a b
4: uh-huh,
2: and I know what happened with the program was was very unfair. Yes.
4: are very, you glad to see the fair. program?
1: Are you
2: glad to see the program come back next year? Are you glad to see those guys come back and uh the guys who stayed and the coaching staff who's there, you know, yes. fought to keep, that, yes. to keep it there.
4: Yes, yes, yes. You know, it, um, I, all I can say about the situation is uh, a wrong has been there right now. And, um, you know, we have an, another opportunity to try to build our program up. And uh, I'm so happy that we were able to keep our coach, um, Coach Clark. As a matter of fact, they just gave him a new contract. So hopefully he'll be there for some years to come. And, uh, you know, I think everything is looking up for UAB. I think um, once they were able to put a team on the field uh, with the guys who decided to stay and uh, with the guys that are uh, trusting in Coach Clark, I think they uh, will have some specials going on later.
2: And they did have something special in that last year, making it to a bowl game. And you can see the excitement started starting to build in that last year. Yeah. Now with yes. that go with that ghost of the bear gone, you know, where they said that you know there was only should be one team for for Alabama. Now that yes. UAB is there again, does this make UAB a viable place to come and play football at again?
4: I mean uh, with the I improvements
2: think- that may happen to Legion Field and in that in that regard.
4: Um, you know, the thing is, you know, we, we not just, even though the Bears go, you know, we still have to deal with his son and, you know, the board of trustees, uh, of, um, uh, the Alabama system. So, you know, um, I never would have thought what happened to the program would have happened in the first place. So, you right. know, I, I definitely think that, uh, people have learned from their mistakes. And I think that, uh, they realize it's, it can be two teams, um, and, uh, in, uh Ua system. I mean, you got Auburn, you got uh, Alabama A and M, you got uh, Alabama State. I understand why UAB can't have a team. Well, I do understand, but you know, um, so it's unfortunate that it ever happened. I'm just happy that you know we finally got the program back. And as far as uh, kids coming to the program, I think it will be a great opportunity for them to come. You know, um, in a situation like that where everybody rebuilding um if you can play you can get opportunity a lot of times when you go into situations these teams already these schools already have their guys and um you kind of at a disadvantage when you go there because you know even sometimes you might be better than the starter you know because the starter is a senior the starter is favored by the coach you know the starter's is gonna stay out there so going to uab gives the best man you know the best guy the job man if you can I feel like if you can play, you'll be one of the first guys out there on the field.
2: Agreed, agreed. And that's very well said and, and like I said, I definitely agree with what you saying what you said. Now you played at Valley High School, correct? No, Lynette, brother. Lynette. Lynette, yes, yes, Lynette. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was Lynette or Valley. I wanted to say I wanted to say Valley, but I couldn't remember yeah. which which school you played for. Um you played for some great guys at Lynette also. You played for a great yes. coach at Lynette, and yes, sir. Seeing what Lynette has done in the last few years, and you being a part of that Lynette, that Lynette system, what do you think of Lynette High School right now? Is this a school that's on the up and up, and could be a whole lot better than 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 people give them, or you know, with what, what coach what's Coach Story there? And being a um, part of that mistake. I mean how do you think Lynette will will be in the in the future?
4: Uh um, you know, the thing is, man, like uh I think we have the most talent and, and, and as anybody in the state. When you look at the diagram uh diagram of um, our town and the you know, I live in West shama Uh we're we're considered Lynette mm-hmm. that now. That's what John and all of us, um Michael Williams, all of us are from shama. It's, from right. my neighborhood, we had over four guys. We had four guys in the NFL. Marcus Pollard. We all from the same neighborhood, and uh, so all the talent from my neighborhood is either going to Lynette, or valley, and right now Lynette is getting most of that talent. There's a lot of talented kids are over there, Lynette, and uh, I just think eventually that they're gonna continue to build and uh, they'll be okay. I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna surprise some people. I think.
2: And they, and they were a bit, they were a winner last night in region play. So, um, so I mean, I, I wasn't able to get to the game, but you know, listening to it, I heard great things about some of the guys there. So, um, your experience there, like, what was some what was some of the great experiences that you experienced when you were at Lunette High School?
4: Well, the, the best experience I can honestly say I ever had there was uh, when um, we played against John Lemassi, um in 1989. Uh, Valley High had John Copeland, Marcus Pollard. Uh, they had uh, all these guys. And uh, and um, uh, they had three guys to make it to the NFL. They had four blue trippers on their team. And uh, all these guys, they had a great team, and they was this big 6 and we were the small 4 and team, uh, but they was our rival, and uh, when the game started, man, they beat us to death, man, they had beat us, it was like, uh, at halftime, it was like 21-0, to 0, man, and they were just destroying us, and they looked team, man, and um, so we go in at halftime, man, everybody is down and feeling bad, and... You know, our coaches usually when we playing bad, you know, they come in, they curse everybody out. But this time, man, you know, they didn't curse nobody out. They was uh, they were happy. You know what I mean? They was happy, crazy this time, they was happy. And they was like, No, nah, we ain't gonna cut you out, we're not gonna fuck at you or nothing. So they told us what we need to do and they turned on Phil Collins. I can feel it in the night. And man, my God, like I don't I don't know what the, what the hell Went on, but it was just something. It's like that man turned something on in us when that song came on, man. And when we went back out on that field, when the game was over with, we beat this team with all these giant future NFL players and blue chippers. And we didn't have nobody like that on our team. And we ended up beating them 22 to 21. You know, so that was the best thing ever happened to me in high school. Yes. Yeah.
1: That, yes. that
4: is
2: so awesome, man. That is so yeah. awesome, and you know, when you when you when you have people who have faith in you like that, you return the faith, you return their their faith in you by giving them something that they that they so desire and they so need. Oh yeah. so, Um, I mean that that's just an awesome story, man. And that's just a story of perseverance. Now, and, and, and I wish some of these young kids could hear that, you know. Perseverance gets you through everything, you know wherever you yeah. are in life you know this this could be something that could inspire you, you yeah, know? so with that being said, yeah. man, tell me what you're doing right, tell me what you're doing now um, post football post uh nFL life and
4: everything uh, uh you know what uh, man being a father, man, something I pray to God uh. You know, it's crazy how this thing uh, works out, man, because, you know, when I played sports, I was young, naive, you know, I would say ignorant about a lot of things in life, and uh, I really never cared about money. I got in so much trouble that I lost a lot of money. I got sued. I lost a lot of money, and uh, when I retired, you know, I wasn't nowhere where I I should be or where I wanted to be, and um it was, my story is no different than any other guy, and um, but I always prayed, man. I always was praying to God, and I was like, God, you know my heart. You know, I never wanted riches. I just want to be able to take care of my kids, my mother, and my family and not have to work. And um, some kind of way that worked out for <laughs> me, I'm able to do that now. So all I do, man, is just stay at home uh take care of my kids, man, and uh, be a stay at home father, man, and and take care of my family, brother. So I try to stay out the way. I had so so many highs in life, man, that uh you know, that I, I, I basically just, just be out the way, man, enjoying life, really. Enjoying it from a whole different perspective. Not being in the game but on the sideline. You know, so I'm enjoying it from the sideline. Hey right,
2: that is that is awesome. That is awesome. And you know no, you got you gotta play with you gotta play with some you gotta play with Eddie George, you gotta play with with the late Steve McNair. Yeah. Those experiences just yeah. as a whole, you gotta play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean just just tell me about that. I mean like I'm you have the floor. You just you know
4: Well, the Super Bowl, man, is something it's hard to hard to think about, man. Is uh the thing about like the Super Bowl is uh, in life, man. You you dream. Uh, say for instance, you dream of getting that that new car. It might be a Maybach, and you know you always wanted a Maybach, and you get that Maybach, and you got it for about a year, and then uh, you know after a year, you say you know well it's just a car, you know what I mean. So that the newness of the of the I want a Maybach wears off, you know, whereas you know uh the super Bowl is something that um you cheat yourself by dreaming of it because it's, it's bigger than the dream you know it's uh it's uh bigger than the dream the the dream uh, you cheat yourself by even trying to dream it because uh, it's bigger than the dream man and it's the only thing in life man that you experience where you know once you did it and uh, you have it and uh you say, well, wow, I didn't even dream. This right here is bigger than the dream, you know. And, you know, I never imagined, man, getting on the elevators with uh, Janet Jackson and Dennis Rodman and they telling me, you know, and my teammates, you know, good. Uh, we are room for y'all, we're pulling for y'all, you know. And, uh, you know, you looked at them as the stars for so long, and uh, now you the star. So, you know, it was different, man. It was, uh, like I said, it was bigger than the dream, man. Um I never in my life experienced something like I said that uh, is bigger than the dream. It's like you cheating yourself. And then you walk out on the field and you got Tina Turner singing the singing the national anthem, Ray Charles playing piano, you know, and um, it was just uh I never dreamed that big, you know. I don't even think you can dream that big, you know. Like I said right. it's the only thing yeah, it's the only thing in life that uh you ever dream and it's bigger than the dream. You know, you can't even – the Super Bowl is so big, you can't even dream the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> That's how big <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, exceeds your dream.
2: And you playing with Steve McNair, like I said, you playing with Steve McNair and Eddie George, what was that experience like? Because, like, Eddie George was probably one of those guys that, for me – I wasn't a running back, but I would have loved to block for him or I would have loved to kick the extra point after he scored a touchdown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what was that experience like?
4: Man, E.G. was that uh, dude, man. Uh, the thing about Eddie was, uh, you know, you always got that one guy on the team that get everybody ready, that fires everybody up, and he was that guy, man. And he would, uh, you know, here it is, Eddie Joyce, you know, a Hosni Trophy winner, you know, all pro and he's the one who's getting everybody up. So, you know, he was a Eddie was a different dude, man, you know, uh with a guy with his stature, you know, some I think, you know, he was standing off but you know, but he was uh he always like was part of the crew, man, like uh part of the fella. So, you know, Eddie's a good dude, man.
2: Yeah. And in your experience, like, and, and and I would have been that would be the same experience with, with Steve. Also, and just being around him, you know, I I watched Steve McNair from the time he was at Alcorn State when he left Alcorn State, and I followed him a little bit in, in his career. But you were there firsthand to see a lot of the things that that he that he did and playing through injuries and and things of that nature. Was he always the same guy, no matter what?
4: Yeah, no, man. Uh... Everybody know the dude was an awesome football player. I mean, he was he was like one of the best football players I ever played with. But the thing is, well, he was an even greater person. We came in together uh in 95. So, he was like we was real close, man. And uh he was a good dude, man. He was he was a great dude, man. To be honest with you, uh I remember I had a clothing store down in Alabama and we was opening it up for the grand opening I had asked him To come down And um, I told him i pay for everything And take care of everything And uh, He was like No I'm just gonna come Cause you my man And uh, He came down man And You know My mother and my family Them cooked for him And he Visited my neighborhood You know Came to the grand opening And uh, You know It was cool man He was a good dude Man Real good dude And I And I got
2: a question From, from a guy uh, He just uh he just uh, emailed me just a few seconds ago. He said, uh, he wants to know how you feel about the I'm So Alabama song. And we talking about oh, my man, Young Johnny.
4: Hey, 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 hey he already know. <laughs> he already know. <laughs> he know. He know that represents He know that. <laughs> hey. It's yes, It's yes, uh, you, know,
2: he, you know, Young Johnny, a friend of mine, friend of the show, uh, calls me from time to time. and. Uh, you know he he really wanted to know what you thought about the song and what you feel about the song, and you know I play it a lot on the show, and he knows it oh, yeah. you know he he knows I'm gonna rap the song for him and and uh
4: he just wanted oh. to
2: know your feelings on it, you know,
4: man, tell that brother man, he know how I feel about that, tell him that's in my spirit that's in the bone every time you hear it, you gotta move, it represents it and makes you move, stand up, punch the chest up.
2: Get ready. <laughs>
4: <Let's
2: do it. laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that re- I, right. I have you on the phone, you know, why don't you guess, uh, pick it for me. Um, I got some I got three games I want to talk about. Um, start off with the Stanford USC game, eight o'clock ABC. What do you think? What do you think of, what do you think of the, that outcome will be on that game?
4: No, uh, uh is kind of down this year, so I would
2: think UCLA would uh,
4: win. I think it'd be a close game, but I think UCLA will pull it off.
2: Definitely, definitely, and I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think the quarterback play is a whole lot better for USC than it is for Stanford this year. Yes, um,
4: yes. yes.
2: So um, you know, I, I would agree with you on that. Auburn LSU three thirty game on uh, on CBS. I know
4: you'll be tuned to that. into that game. Yeah, you know I'm. I'm the type. I don't go against the state of Alabama for nobody. So, you know, uh, even though I feel LSU will beat Auburn, uh, I'm going ahead and say Auburn. Uh, uh Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pick against the state.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I and I agree with you. And I'm a, I'm a big Auburn fan myself, and. You know, I would love to see Auburn win this game. I would love to see the offense improve, Jeremy
4: Johnson yes. improve. So, I mean, I want to go. I'm, I'm, what do you think wrong with him, man, this year? Think he's pressing?
2: I think he. I think he's, for one, for me, he's not reading the field the way he should. He's trying to yeah. fit throws in where they don't need to be fit in. He's yeah, that's, that's what putting way too much like pressure pressing. on himself. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yes, 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 yes,
2: yes, yes. So I mean, like if, yeah. if he improves that, cleans that up, I mean we can wipe the field with anybody.
4: Yeah. Um.
2: Alabama, Ole Miss. I mean, again.
4: Um, I think Alabama is going to beat them pretty handily. I, I really do. You know, for some, no, you know, let me take that back, man. I forgot she got some guys. I think it, I think Alabama get by. I think Alabama get by. I think it'll be a close game because these guys know everybody expecting them to come up there and lose. So you know them men too, and so you know they gonna play like they got something to lose too. So you know I think uh, it'll be a tight game. I think I, I, argue, pull it off. Russell, I I I I will I I
2: think I think Alabama can win this game. I don't think it'll be yeah. as handily as people expect it to be. And a lot of people are yeah. picking Ole Miss in this game. But oh, I, wow. I I can't s I I can't see myself picking Ole Miss over Alabama, especially in nine fifteen game in bryant Denny.
4: Alabama Yes I'm saying. Like if if it was Ole Miss then yeah, but not at Brian Denny.
2: Yes. I mean yeah. they've only won one time at Brian Denny also. Yeah. Uh, And the last name I I want you to pick for me, Georgia, South Carolina.
4: Oh, man, I would go with Georgia. Where they playing at?
0: Uh,
2: Georgia and South Carolina is at, I think it's at South Carolina, to be honest with
4: you. Oh, I would go South Carolina then. Yeah, I would go South Carolina then. And they uh, they lost last week to Kentucky, right? Yes, they they lost
2: yeah. pretty bad to Kentucky and yeah yes yeah, so the 6 o'clock game actually is at Georgia is 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 yeah. in Athens on the ESPN so okay but uh, I like I, the yeah, quarterback I, I, I like the quarterback play at Georgia I like the defense at Georgia what Jeremy Pruitt and Tracy Rocker have done over
4: there yeah uh, yeah, yeah so I'm, I mean yeah, I will go like with all right, brother. But, man, right. thanks, man, for having me on your show, man. I got hey, to do this Hey, man, anytime day.
2: you want to call back in, man, and talk football with me, let's do, let's do this again. Um, well, one minute man, left. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it too, man. And, and I appreciate you being on the show. And I appreciate the fans for listening in to the show um, next week. So hopefully you can come back in.
4: You have a okay, great day. Thanks, for... All right, You're you welcome. Too, man. All right,
2: and that was that was Josh Evans, former NFL player. Um absolutely enjoyed talking to him. Absolutely enjoyed talking to you guys today. Um again, this is the Tailgate crew. And we'll see you next week for more games. For more game predictions and, and everything else. Y'all have a good weekend. War Eagle. Have fun out there at your tailgates. Let's go tailgating.
4: money. Great.
3: We just out here trying to get the money. Lose a sleep over the money. Family Billy eating cause of money. So you pushing every week to get the money. Now what happens is we start to get obsessed with getting money. Cause the only way we live is through the money So you push bricks cause you know it gets you money Even though you probably killing someone's kid only for money Ain't that something because Sylvia be here grinding for the money Losing time over the money So majority of crime is cause of money Baby crying cause of mummy can't supply cause of money And little do you know you teach your child to get money Go to college, get the knowledge, get the money But money don't stop problems, it's a surprise made my money So stop worshiping the dollar cause that cotton don't mean nothing <laughs> Make the money, then we let the money make us. Missing birthdays just to get your cake up. We want world change, but changes will change us. Things only gonna
1: change up once the people wake up. Once the people. Stop letting money rule us. Stop letting money rule us. Stop letting money rule us. Once, once, once the people. Once, once, once the people. Stop
3: letting money rule us. Stop
1: letting money rule us. Stop
3: letting money rule us. Once, once, once the people. Once, once, once the people. we just like you tryna get the money. We just like to